Shalom, and welcome to A Voice Calling in the Wilderness, a trumpet call, a voice crying out loud for God to those that would hear, so that they would run to Him, that they might be warned. We are here sounding the alarm that our time here on earth is short, and that we have no time to waste. Here we will expose the truth, teach the word, discuss the dangers, lies, and enemies we are surrounded by, and how to engage in the war that we are standing in the middle of. Today, Aidan Grant and I are going to talk about some hard choices and some things that are going to go on in our world in the future and the things that are going on now and how we should be reacting to it and maybe some of the different decisions we need to make to walk our walk of faith correctly. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Hello. So there's a lot of talk about, in different circles, there's a lot of talk about uh, if we're going to break up as a nation, how do Christians live in a world that is so evil? How, how do we live our lives in a way that isn't corrupt by all the things that we're seeing going on in the world today? And and I know we don't want to talk about an, a secession movement because I don't think that makes any sense. And I think you and I agree with that, uh, Grant, for sure. But I think we do need to talk about the decisions we make with how we engage in the world around us, how we can develop a world that is biblically sound, that doesn't steal away from us our morality and our values, but be able to have some of the same things that we are, have become accustomed to, services and different things. And I think that's where we really need to be focusing on is and it's similar to what we saw in the first century and, and all throughout time, I think, with with Christians. And we've sort of gotten away from it in our Western culture is when we have a body of believers and there are business owners in pretty much every church, right? In, in our church is right. no exception. We need to be supporting people in their businesses that are think like we do, that have the same values, the same faith that we have. And we can do so, and then we can take our money out of this mainstream world that is so oppressive and, and currently tyrannical and working against the kingdom, and we can put it back to use with people that are working for the kingdom. Right. So that's what I'd like to talk about today is what does that look like? I mean, how do we go about that process? Are there people doing it? I mean, those are all good questions for us, I think, to, to examine today. Do we want to, uh, do you want me to give a premise on, you know, how, where I got inspired by no, all I this? I think you should, yes. Yeah. All right. So basically, um, my thought process on this, it was kind of um, coming together before I saw this clip. Um, and it was, I was leaning in this direction, but I wasn't, I, I hadn't really like, you know, vocalized it in my head yet. And I was watching this, uh, this kind of, it was like a, an update that the Daily Wire was giving after they moved their company to Tennessee. And uh, they were talking about uh, some things. And one of the things they were talking about was, uh, you know, whether the states that are um, opposing the current administration and, and the culture that's driving it, um, if they should secede. And they were all giving their arguments on that. But the show ended with uh, CEO Jeremy Boring talking about basically saying, look, I don't think that that's the answer. Um you know, and, and gave his, gave his reasons why. And he kind of drove home what I had been thinking. And that was that, um, 
we have to accept that we now live in a country in a society where there are two cultures. Mm -hmm. There is the mainstream culture, which is predominantly progressive and left um, and becoming more and more so. And then there is this little subculture of the rest of us who are conservative and have, you know, a a more traditional set of morals and values, um, mostly identified as Christian. And so there is a there's a bifurcation that has happened. It's not the, a matter of like it's happening and we need to stop it. It's a matter of it's happened. And what he was saying is that, you know, we all used to listen to the same music. We'd listen, watch the same shows, you know, mm-hmm. watch the same news. We'd all be doing the same things. And that was our culture in America. And now um, the left has basically said, uh, yes, you know, we do all that, but not you. And, you right. know, pointing to the to the right or pointing to conservatives and saying, you know, you can pay us your you can give us your money, you know, but, you know, we're going to we're going to ostracize you. We're going to make fun of you. We're going to condemn you. Um, and we're seeing that happening, you know, anytime. Well, uh, we have great examples of that going on right now. Just look what uh, Chris Pratt just went through. All right. He came out. He just came out and, you know, celebrated that he had a daughter and how happy she right. were healthy. to have this how child. Yep. Yeah. And the left immediately jumped on him uh-huh. for claiming her gender. Oh, is that? And uh, well, yeah. ignoring the fact that his first child, which was born from a previous marriage, um, had health issues. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know. yeah, so they were upset that he was so happy that she's healthy. Like, because he celebrated her health, he was diminishing the other daughter for some in some way. Right. There, the insanity to go and attack this guy over a, a moment of joy just shows how far different the cultures exactly. are. Oh, 100%. And so basically what he was getting at is that, um, you know, we have to accept the premise that there we have two cultures. And right now, the left holds institutional power. They have education. They have, you know, politics. They have uh, big tech you know, all these things where the, you know, the media, they can, they can flex on us. And basically all we get to experience is what they want us to experience, you know, unless we go and do it ourselves. And I think that's being challenged right now. It, um, it is being because challenged. Because we now have 21 different states that are going against these federal mandates and going against a lot of what the federal government's doing right now. So right, I see right. that bifurcation you're talking about is actually growing. Right, and 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 it's and and just like everything else in the world right now, at an extremely accelerated rate. Right, and and just like with people pulling their kids out of public schools and putting them in the private schools, they're doing that at such a rate that the private schools cannot keep up. And this is why there's so much talk um, right now about secession. You know, um, whether these states that don't buy into the rhetoric and and what the the mainstream politicians want us to push forward um if they should just separate from the united states so uh, i think i saw some interesting stuff and i think you shared something today that was pretty interesting too about that there's a soft secession happening right and, and it's talking about that we really won't secede and become different nations but we could become something more like the European Union or, or the European mm-hmm. Collective, where we have the centralized governing body, but the individual states will really not let the federal government rule them anymore. 
Right. And I mean, the constitutional power that we have um, gives so the, the states, states the ability charge, yeah. to make choices um, and decisions for their states that are um, actually higher authority than the federal government. Mm-hmm. The, the purpose mm-hmm. of the, the federal government, government is to make sure that the states are staying constitutional. But if the federal government is not being constitutional, the states most definitely have the right to make their yeah, own it's choices. It's all checks and balances, making sure nobody's... <clears throat> Stepping over lines, and right? And so we have we see states now like Florida and Texas and Louisiana, uh, yeah, Louisiana mm-hmm. and and several others that um, are flying in the face of uh, what this current administration is trying to shove down our throats. And, well, and, and, that, and that's a crude, t- crude terminology, but that's you know just the way I see it. And I think it. we need to recognize the fact that not everybody that is recognized as a Democrat is part of the progressive left either. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you have a, a, a governor in Kansas, a Democrat governor now, that is vo- vocally stepping out against this current administration and, and, right. and, and is suing them. And so I don't think when when we use the term Democrat, it's become synonymous with the left um, in, in the way we, we talk about things. And I think that's by design because they want to divide us. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I believe that a good percentage of Democrats out there are more moderate, more centrist. Joe Manchin actually uh, was talking about this the other day, and he said most are are, are most of Americans are center center right, um, you know, and most Democrats are are close to the center. And there's a few that are on the left, but somehow the Democratic Party has allowed them to control the narrative and push their agenda in the name of liberalism and progressivism, uh, you know. And so that's – but that's not the heart of what America actually and, and is. I, and I would even go so far as to say that the Democrat name has been co-opted by cultural Marxist. Mm. Yes, Exactly. You know, because and, and they, they, really they wouldn't have been able to about. get away with starting a Marxist party. Yeah. No. Because we are a two-party system. They have co-opted the Democrat name and right. the party. I mean, we have people in, in Congress right now that are just outright Marxists. Exactly. I mean, there, there's no other way to describe them. Exactly. And in doing that, they've also co-opted movements, Right. So they've co-opted people's identities. The LGBTQ movement is a good example. They use these people as a destructive force, if you will, or a, a destructive topic to tear down the walls of our current culture right. or our or culture mm-hmm. in America. They do the same thing with Black Lives Matter. They've done the same thing with abortion issues. They've done the, They've done it. They've used every group of people they could get their hands on as a destructive tool against our right. culture. Right. Using emotions. Yeah. Using emotions to try to get. emotions. Yep. They even use the benevolence of good people thinking that they're doing good things for others. Right. And then they turn that into a a near violent um, emotion, right? Yep. Right. It, the, the, the whole mass thing and, and vaccines, I mean, there are people, look what they're doing to Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. Uh, I mean... <laughs> I mean, there, you, I watch people literally on social media that he should be in jail. 
You did you see the um, like, the video me? of that woman who was on uh, an air an airplane trying to sit down? Oh yeah, you can't let me sit next to this man. He's not vaccinated. You no, can't no, make no. me force. She me. was screaming, "You are breaking the law." He is breaking the law, and I'm like, "Lady, there is no law." Yeah, right. yeah. Well, but she was saying you can't make force me to breathe his oxygen. Yeah, I mean, but no, they no, no, no. Kathy, get off the plane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, eventually, that's what they did to her Good. because she was really in the wrong. But they've really just turned people against each other and it doesn't right. matter what the topic is it could be the pandemic oh, yeah. and anything associated with that but there's it, so many different there's things economic yeah. things i mean i mean social aocs oh. tax the rich and right. they, they went after elon's you know even the the world forum went after elon and said you know give us six billion dollars I, I like what he did his response was and, great and elon's yeah. a smart guy right yeah. he's like one they said okay I, you're going to show me exactly how you spend the money exactly but because then, they've gotten way more than $6 billion. Then, then yeah. The second question was, well, last year you guys got $8.6 billion. Right. Didn't he and, say and, if you guys gave a certain amount? And you didn't amount, solve no, world no, no, hunger no. then. He, yeah. So what, how is this $6 billion going to he, fix that? He said if you're transparent about how that money was spent, then I will give $6 billion. Exactly right. <laughs> and and, and, and he, guess knew, what? he knew he wasn't giving $6 billion because they're not going there, to open no up way. their books. But this is another example of how they're dividing us, right? Right. And, and how that cultural Marxism that is really trying to take over the world is creating this culture of division and hatred and confusion. And what that really is, is it's a culture of antichrist. It is. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know. So that's exactly why we're here today is to talk about right. how we can create, and I, and I hate to use the word a subculture, but to separate ourselves out from that mm -hmm. culture. Right. We're told to separate ourselves out, right, from the world. We're told to be in the world, but not of the world. Well, how we don't probably do a very good job of that, any of us. And mm -hmm. this is what the rest of Jeremy's, uh, you know, little speech was about. And uh, he was getting to, he gets to the point where, uh, you know, he's saying, we need to create our own culture. We need to reclaim mm -hmm. our culture, mm -hmm. you know, and when the, when the left says you can't do that, we need to say, yes, we can and go and do it ourselves. We need to do our own education. We need to create our own economy. We need to create our own media. We need to create our own culture that is for us. Right. So that we well, can still enjoy the life that, you know, is around. And it's going to suck at first because it's we're it, rebuilding. Because none of these, <laughs> none of these things that are at our disposal are inherently bad. It's how yeah. they are used. Exactly. Um, and you I, know, I would be very cautious to say that it's for us because what I would say is, we're going to take it back to what it should, what was, and what well, it should as, be. As mm -hmm. Christians, we should be, we should be more kingdom focused. More, yeah, you I know, totally agree with that. But, right, but I do think that we should be, you know, a part of creating a culture that um, could be redemptive. And so, while as a Christian, we need to, you know, focus on what God is is asking us to do and follow His lead. Um, I don't think we should be so exclusive to the point where we are so removed from that nobody wants to engage us. Yeah, because then you that know? becomes almost like selfish because we're not we don't want to because like if you look at the Am or... if you look at the Amish for example you know yeah, like they, 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 yeah. they, are, <laughs> they segregated they are a good example yeah. right they they completely segregated themselves from the world and they basically removed their influence mm -hmm. um, to be redemptive. Right. And so I think we need to we need to follow God's lead. But I think that there is a way where we can hold art to our morals and our values and our convictions 
and still allow for people to commerce with us. Well, but you do commerce with Amish now because you can buy Amish furniture everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of the product, a lot of the things that they grow on their farms and the things they produce, they produce a lot of goods that Americans use and or see in the stores that most people probably don't realize that that's where they come from. See, I, I know of places where you can specifically buy Amish, but I didn't realize that it's like... That it's in like the actual... You know, that, like that it's like a normal stores. thing that we just aren't aware of. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's grocery stores that sell Amish honey and all kinds of stuff. And they've had some challenges over the last few years because they were selling raw milk and butter and stuff. And there were some governmental agencies that cracked down on that. But they've been doing that for quite some while. And the Mennonites are the same way. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, if you go across here in Florida over on into Sarasota, there is a, a large um, restaurant. And it's also a store. Like a trading, like they have cheese and milk and butter and uh, all kinds of pastries and all kinds of stuff for sale that they make and that they sell, uh, honey and all kinds of stuff there. And it's a big restaurant, you know, a buffet-style restaurant. And they're all Pennsylvania. Right. Oh, and yeah. they come down here to, for the wintertime. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's, I used to go there a lot. So it, it's funny because they're all riding their little bicycles and, like, <laughs> and they got the tractor triangle on the back of their bicycle right right oh yeah and and you know there's the old guys with black suit and big old you know, beard just riding a bicycle down yep. the street and it's like this is a cool place man but <laughs> they got they do a lot of business over there and it's you know everybody's welcome you know you don't have to be amish or mennonite or anything to go in there you can everybody goes there neat and buys their goods um so it's they are an example of how that can be done, and they didn't all. They weren't always that way. You're right. For many right. years, they were completely segregated, and, but they they held true to their faith and their beliefs, right? Which is something to be said, yes. But I think that they they shirked some of um, some of the responsibility that Christ gave them as as a body of believers. Uh, you know, because Christ said, "Go out into the world and preach." You know, make make disciples of all the, all the nations. Oh yeah, right, right, know? right. And so we are we are to be in the world, but not of not the not world. It. But that doesn't mean we are to be our own world. That's why I, th- I think it's better people. for us to talk about making faith based decisions, right, and faith based yeah. businesses, right, right, right. So if your business is rooted in faith, right, that you're not going to be corrupted by the things of this world and your business isn't supporting abortion or it's not supporting exactly you know pornography and and these types of, I mean we have good examples look at the Dallas with the chosen millions of people are now supporting a great venture there right. that's wholesome we have pure flicks mm-hmm. I mean there are things that are happening that there are changing a, there that is tide. a counter we are the yeah. counterculture now and there is there is a rise in people that are doing this you know, but it's going to take a long time for us to actually cement, you know, and and have could, and have strength behind it. And we had to make tough decisions, right? Oh, 100%. Right. So we just it's had, going to be hard. So in the last let's let's in the last, I want to say two or three weeks, we've had a couple different movies come out, right? And here's a good decision point that we have to, we would probably talk about. We had the a, a new God's Not Dead come out, right? By the way, great movie. Um, they all are, right? I mean, they're all great, inspiring movies, the, the God's Not Dead series. And at the same time, we had another Marvel movie come out 
Now, the Marvel movie is filled with worldly stuff and LGBTQ and and all this wokeness. It was, it was and the stuff. first Marvel movie to actually include a sex scene. And, really, and it was the first Marvel movie to um, to do a, 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 a homosexual kiss. So, so again, right there, that mm-hmm. says two things that they absolutely have, did not need to put in there. Yeah, that but they, they haven't done for how many movies? But that exactly. tells you what their uh, their goals and their their mission is on that cultural Marxist side, right? So right, right. as as believers, we have a tough decision to make, right? Do we go support that with our money, or do we go support movies like God's Not Dead or other movies that are faith based movies, and not help these people out? And the truth is, is there's a lot of people in this country that are Christians or claim Christianity. Mm-hmm. Right. And if they all just stop buying certain, certain products and stop supporting certain things, we would see change. It really is a hard decision to, to come by, though, because some of these things are actually, you know, fun to, to yeah. enjoy. You know, especially if you have the capability to separate in your mind, you know, what they're trying to uh, program you to think. And recognize what it is, and be like, okay, I know what that is. You know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna affect mm-hmm. me. Um, but that's why but I say the it's majority, a hard choice. the majority of people mm-hmm. don't recognize these things, and, and I, and I would concede that. Well, and not only that, but you, why would you give money to somebody that is working against your nation? Because that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're trying to destroy us and rewrite who we are. And if we give them money, we're just supporting them. They can't do it without right, that. Right, right. I mean, look look at what what happened with Southwest. Mm-hmm. They tried to enforce something that the people didn't want. Their pilots and controllers said, we'll just walk away. Right. And within 24 hours, they changed the decision based upon what the people said. Right. It's a power of money. The power of control. Right. And we've seen that over the last like four or five years or so where the whole um, go woke get or get woke, go broke, you know, mm-hmm. thing where some of these movies they go or or some of these things that they go completely woke on things. And then people just stop, you know, engaging and buying and they actually flop. Mm-hmm. Well, look at Coca-Cola. You know, they come out and did a, a woke training for all their, you know, all their management and all that. And then they had this uh, white um, privilege thing that they put on their cartons. And I mean, people, they lost billions like mm. overnight. Right. People stopped buying Coke. Well, they had to come out and issue an apology and do all these things. And, and then people went back to them. Well, they're... We're fickle, right? <laughs> oh, they apologize. We can go back. No, yeah. wait, they're still bad people. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, look at what happened with Netflix. No, people went back to to getting Netflix. You know, oh, after the after the outrage thing. thing with the cuties. Um, so and I that used... wasn't even the first thing that should have outraged people. Exactly. Well, you're absolutely, that's right. It's not the first thing that should have outraged people. Um, and and I know, yeah, I can be counted amongst the guilty. I had a Netflix account for quite some time, and then, but that was. That was the final straw for me. I really wasn't watching it too much then, yeah. which is stupid. I was paying for something I wasn't using. <laughs> How many of but us do that? But the second <laughs> that came out, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I want... we, we had Christians all over the nation like, oh, we I cancel that. Netflix. You know, yep. this is crazy. And now you've got half those Christians that are subscribed to Netflix again. Yep. You know? we, we quickly forget, right? <laughs> or no, or we do exactly what you said. We don't want to give up that thing that's a little bit fun. 
the, there are hard decisions that Christians need to be able to make because the influences of the spiritual realm in the negative are only going to get worse. Right. We've not seen anything yet compared to what's coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, what I mean, what's coming is just going to be blatant and in our face, but they're programming us with these things to accept what if they're you, what they're planning. And that's why the right. Bible says, do not be deceived. You know, you got to watch for these things and be informed because just like how they've gotten to where we are in the nation now, it's little steps at a time, little steps at a time to where people are going to be blind to it. And we see that now with with all kinds of stuff. I mean, we've been sharing the whole Travis Scott mm-hmm. concert mm-hmm. and it's like, like to us that know, we're like, oh my gosh, it's blatantly right there. But to a lot of people, Terrifying. it's just boom. Satan worship right in front of your face. Exactly. And people are just like, oh, it's all good. And, and, and Christians don't realize, you know, how connected all these things are. Oh, so connected. You know, it's like I, I brought up earlier, you know, Travis Scott, he's married to Kylie Jenner, mm-hmm. the first Kardashian billionaire, mm-hmm. um, you know, and Kim Kardashian who was married to Kanye West, who apparently became a Christian. Christian. But... He won't join a church. He goes around and performs basically concerts as church services. And he recently had Marilyn Manson, um, you know, on one of in one of his things. They were all dressed in and white Justin robes. Bieber. Yeah, yeah just, dressed in white robes, doing some weird ritual-looking yeah. thing. And, and he won't get rid and of Marilyn his old Manson music. has been a professing um, Satanist, Satanist for yeah. for decades. Yeah. No. There and. We do have to be very discerning, and and that's really the word that we need to be mm-hmm. saying more and more. I mean, there are things that I, I have done with my money in the past that I changed because of things I learned. And we have to be willing to want to learn these things, right? We have to know what we're doing with our money. Mm-hmm. Money is very powerful in this world, and it makes things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be one of those guys that every year they had the— um, the uh, donation drive, right? United Way, right? And then I started looking into where the money goes. Actually going. Right? And I learned that they were actually partnered with Parent Planned Parenthood. And I'm like, well, I can never do business with him again. Yeah. So every, oh, everybody, we got to do this. Because everywhere you work, they have these donation goals, right? We want 80% of our employees to donate to the United Way. And I'm going, I can't. Yeah. Well, when you go to the grocery store or, or pretty much any place now, it's like, you know, round up, you know, to the nearest dollar. Or do you want to give a dollar for this? Mm-hmm. And and I say no every time because I don't care what it is. I don't know enough in that moment, you know, unless I've already known about the organization. You have to know. You know, and if I and if I want to, you know, actually give to an organization that they're supporting, I can go online and do it myself. Yeah. And it's our responsibility to know. And to, to continue to grow. And obviously, there's been times where we didn't know, we did stuff, and, I and you know, that's okay. But it's once you know it and these people continue to still do it, you know. Yeah, and, and I was a big, you know, a big customer of Starbucks for a long mm-hmm. time. And, you know, and then when they started coming out with their su- support of LGBTQ and all the you know, gay marriage, and they actually help, you know, they give money to politicians. Yep. To get laws written to make uh, homosexual marriage legal and those things. And then they also support Planned Parenthood. And I'm like, hey, I just, I can never have that again. I, as much as I liked my coffee mm-hmm. that I was getting from there, 
Right. It's one of those hard decisions that... I never really liked Starbucks coffee. (laughs) I never understood the the white chocolate mocha. (laughs) There's two things they did that they did really, really well. They did that and the chai tea. I love chai tea from there. Yeah. So, I mean, that that brings up what, you know, you and I were kind of saying uh, before the show is that uh, some of these things we can choose to give up. They're not needs. No. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, and... You know, I think we live in a world where we've created some things that are needs that didn't used to be. Um, one of them being, you know, the need to communicate through a cell phone or, you know, use a computer to, uh, you know, research or, you know, do our business mm. or whatever it is. And look at one of the the biggest tech companies that, you know, we all love their devices. Um, yeah. Apple, you know, they have a rainbow is like... You know, it it didn't used to mean gay rights when they started it, but now, now they've it embraced it, and their their CEO Tim well, Cook, Tim Cook is, yeah. is gay. You know, and they they openly are promoting, you know, um, LGBTQ stuff. But yeah. I mean, personally, I the Apple is one of the best products there is right now in that in that market and it's so hard to find alternatives that are actually functional well especially for what me and you do grant in production world and stuff yeah. there nothing beats apple i mean i've only used apple because it's just so responsive but it's, i mean i really like their products um but yeah. I, i'm supporting them and it's a hard that would be like in a really really hard thing to to mm-hmm. you know to find an alternative in, in anything in the in the computing world that doesn't somehow support something. But here's that, a question. Does it counteract it that we're taking it and using it for church? Well, You're going to use the argument that we're redeeming <laughs> it by... You, I mean, wow, that, that's stretching. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, no, I can, I've just, heard people make arguments like that. Um, yeah, I know. I would say that... It's probably hard for God to bless something that mm-hmm. is against him that you're using. We well, you gotta think Tim Cook him. doesn't know we're using it for church. And well, I, don't, I, mean, I don't, don't think he cares. That's what I'm saying. Like they don't uh, they're they're making their money and they're he supporting. Gets money, he doesn't care what you do with it. Yeah. But here here's the thing. What we need to be doing though is finding the the believer that is trying to get a technology company going and support them. Mm-hmm. Now that's, that's exactly, yep. you know, and that's part of, you know, what we were, what, what I was getting at at the beginning is part of creating that culture, creating our own industry, um, you know, having access to the things that we need or want or, or can use to further the kingdom um, without having to go against the things of God mm-hmm. or go. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, you know, yeah. I said. That right. right. So, I mean, if we can find somebody that is, has a startup or, or has a technology company that isn't big yet, we just need to be helping fund them. Yeah. I mean, if we really want to take the world out of the clutches of the evil that we live with, then we have to start helping the good side win. Right. Because we know they're going to be getting beat down at every possible well, yeah. and, turn. And so. they, come on, Apple and Microsoft, those guys are in Congress all the time with their oh, lobbyists. 100%. And they're getting all these things put in place so somebody can't compete with them. They make it hard. That's what Bezos did. All these people have done. They've lobbied Congress mm-hmm. to get things to work their way. That's why they're as successful as they are. They had the money to spend and the power behind them. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't, so it doesn't mean like, that that can't change at some point in the future. No, and, and you're right. And we have to go to the polls and we have to do things with the, the, the elect the right people. We have to be very discerning, right, mm-hmm. in who we put in office to represent us. We have to go get 
candidates that believe and think that the way that we do. And what we have to realize is that this is not just going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in 2022 or 2024. We're talking decades. We're talking Mm -hmm. a generational (sighs) battle. I mean, we could see some fruit within a decade, I think, but we're going to have, you know, we're going to take losses. We're going to have very hard times um, in terms of getting through to the point where we can then, you know, um, be able to basically be self-sufficient as a culture. Um, but And I think in, in and, reality, and, and it will could, happen that way there because could it be will God's, take a while. There could be mm-hmm. God's favor amongst it. And when God wants something to happen, he can make it happen really quickly. But from my perspective, when things just happen for us, we don't appreciate it. No. And, and, you know, and I think, you know, for something to be lasting, we have to earn it, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I would say if if the body of Christ were to wake up and actually understand who they were and what the power they have right now, we could change it overnight. Mm-hmm. That's going to take a uniting, I mean, though, uh, of, of all of us. Right. I, and I don't I, see and, that happening. But, yeah. but here's the thing, that in, in this church culture, and this is, pro- this is a topic I, I think we should talk about on a different show— um, there is a false ecumenicism that is already stirring in the church, mm-hmm. you know, this uniting. Yeah. And, and I think we need to be careful because oh, when we absolutely. talk about these things, <laughs> you know, we, we are talking about it from a, a biblical perspective, mm-hmm. but others will are not, you know, and, and, you, and you're right. We have to be very careful because there's about to be uh and next year there's going to be a, a uniting of faiths that is not biblical at all. Right. With, with this new temple that they're building that is going to open up next year that the pope and mm-hmm. the is is the head of Islam and those guys the buddhist Yeah, the mm-hmm. uh the Buddhism and Hinduism both um have similar prophecies and beliefs that, you know, basically all the religions of the world whether it's occult or major religion, they all have similar prophecies, similar mm-hmm. ideas, structures, similar beliefs, um, with the exception of two, and that's Judaism and Christianity. Um, but, um, you know, there there are things to suggest that some of those worldly occultish things have seeped into the church, you know, um, and poisoning the church to actually yeah. embrace it. Right. Well, and so, like I said, we have to be very, very discerning because I think there's going to be a movement over the next couple of years for um, uni- unification. Yeah, and it's going to mark the end times religion. Yeah, And, and the, there's, you have to be very discerning because there's going to be a lot of things behind that that aren't really biblical, and they're not going to be good for anybody. I would say that the thing that most people need to be doing on a local level is just really get to know the people in your community and in your in your church body that have businesses that you can support, mm-hmm. that you can take your money and support it for kingdom people. Right. Right. And, you know, if we have, we have big box store hardware stores here. We have small hardware stores, right? And, you know, I like Peter's Hardware. I mean, some of their things are a little bit more expensive. They don't have everything. But if I can go there and get it, I will because it's a local guy that, right. and they're believers. 
Mm. And that's and that's like part of the sacrifice. That's part of the sacrifice yeah. is that we have many alternatives. It just costs more. The convenience of something being cheap and getting it fast, like Amazon. Um, you know, we have alternatives in in some of those instances. We just are going to have to sacrifice. You know, and pay a little and, bit more. And I would ask people wait. to what's what's the price for freedom? Exactly. Right. Well, because we need. To, yeah. If you're supporting billionaire corporations that are all tied together with this cultural Marxism, every dollar you spend at one of these places goes to help destroy us. Well, it comes down to that principle we need to be comfortable being uncomfortable. A little bit, yes. Because that's what being a Christian is. and that's In Western culture, not so exactly. much. Exactly. But, you know, you go back and look at the early church and how that was started, and we could be getting stoned right now. Yeah. But we're... We're on a fast track to that. <laughs> no. So, I mean, um, this kind of, you know, leads into um, what Aiden and I are, are currently um, beginning, mm-hmm. and we're, we're starting a business. Uh, and before this, I, I had zero ambition to actually own my own business, and, and I didn't ca- – I, I really um, didn't care, you know, that about doing something like that, even though I knew I had some of the, you know – mindset behind what it takes and it was you know listening to to jeremy um you know give his thing it it actually inspired me to want to start something because i thought it was so important that we do something because if we don't do something you know then we're just letting you know the the world go where it may be yep um and so we're starting a, a media production company you know, to that's going to have very firm um, moral and value stances that are Christian based. Um, you know that that are our beliefs, and you know we're we're gonna keep it private. You know, not not invite investors mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. who can influence um, you know decisions and stuff like that, and try to do this in a biblical way. You know, and you know, take it wherever God leads us. And and I think that's a great idea. And, and I'm doing something very similar. I'm rebirthing one of my old businesses and, um, we're, we're going to be doing the same, um, moral check, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think that's a great idea. And, and we have in, in just in our church, I mean, we have people that are, me- that are mechanics. We have people that do build houses and roofing and, my father just started a gun business, <laughs> yeah. which but, is I what mean, we need. <laughs> so we we need to be very cognizant of what the people around us are doing as believers. And, and when we go to spend our money to do something, we need to probably spend the time to check down, hey, do I know somebody in my faith? Do I know a Christian company that does that? Right, right. Because that's how we start to pull this back together. Do we, do we have, and there's maybe some companies that I would say are, are patriot, American loving companies that maybe not as Christian or faith based as, as I am, but I still support them. You know, Black Rifle Coffee Company is a good example. This is why I said earlier. There's veteran companies all over the place that I support because I support what they believe in as, as a nation. 
Right. Right. Well, this is why I said earlier that, uh, you know, we sh- we maybe need to be wise about not completely constricting ourselves. Right. You know, um, and but we should ask those questions. What are right. these people? What are they about? Oh, no, exactly. No, we should. Doing the research. Exactly. And if you if we learn that Costco isn't supporting things that we don't like, then. By all means, we should do business with that company. Right, right. I'm not saying that Costco is one of them, but yeah. And, and here's you know. the thing: there could come a point where um, the market share of what we create as a culture becomes so great that some of these big companies change their stances. Because oh, it could be, and it, and it very well, very well could be if Christians unite. Mm-hmm. I think the, the that's main... the power that we really do have in right. our wallets, and I think it's the power in numbers. I think that's that's one of the most important keys. Um, because one person can be swayed so easily. Absolutely. And the Bible makes it very clear that, um, you know, uh, good, good morals are corrupted by bad company. Mm-hmm. And every time Jesus went to a party or went anywhere, he had his 12 apostles with him. He did it in a group because he knew if he, he needed that accountability and he needed that, that support in those numbers. And I think that's going to be one of the main things that we need to realize going into this because one person will get swayed way too easily. Well, and that's the other thing we have to get really good about sharing information. A hundred percent. So if we find, Hey, there's this company and they're supporting this thing that is actually detrimental to Christians. We need to get that word out. And what we really need, and, and you guys are in, into the media thing a lot, we really need a media source mm-hmm. to go and combat the CNNs and the ABCs. Right. And we need something to come, grassroots to come up and say, we're not going to play their fear-mongering game anymore. We're not going to try to create a vision. We're going to be based in truth and, and, mm-hmm. and fact. And that is a part of our dream. That's what I was going to say. One of our goals is, I think, is to create content that pushes truth right in in obviously a way that people um will receive it you know because right now like media is such a a big thing and only movies that look really good and and you know have a good story and all that stuff do well well i mean and i think that's that's quality that's why there's there's such an appeal for um you know what like marvel movies right Mm -hmm. because um, they're very pretty, you know. It's it's a well told story for it's the most nice part. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And and I know I'll probably get criticized by some of our viewers, but um, personally, I have never quite enjoyed Christian movies. Not because the message wasn't good, um, but the way it was delivered, you know. And and like well, the production the, the, was low. The, yeah. the Kendrick brothers right? like elevated it, yep. um, you know. But I'm I'm still just I, there were parts I just cringe because the dialogue <laughs> was just like cheesy, like really cheesy or, yeah. or or the actors or, or the yeah. actors, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And then the chosen came out. Oh yeah, and I watched that's one episode like, of The Chosen and was like, "Man, this is like the ne- the level next level." <laughs> like how, HBO, you know, has quality that you know that this has, you know, yeah. and and I'm like, you know, this is this is an example that it can be done. Oh, absolutely, you know, and for us to be able to, if we could create a culture of making media that is something you can be like, you can recommend to any one of your friends, no matter whether they're Christian or not. And, and, you know, have no problem with, you know, with your conscience on recommending those things. Can't be like, well, uh, there's this one scene you should probably skip through. Maybe you need to use VidAngel, you know, so you can make sure, you know what I mean? And uh, that that would be, that would be amazing, you know, right? I mean, 
So my, my, I think that's part of that culture movement you're yeah. talking about. Sorry, Ian. Oh no, you're good. But Vid Angel is another example of there mm-hmm. is a movement to take back culture, right? Which is exactly. awesome. Yeah, exactly. So but, we have to support those types of things as well, right? Mm-hmm. And say, okay, yeah, we we can watch, you know, Star Wars. Let's say I'm, I don't know, it's not that bad, but. But we can do it through VidAngel because now we're supporting the business that helps make it right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Counterculture. And, yeah. and honestly, I think that um, I think that if the, the people who try to create these things, I think God is behind because the purpose of them trying to create these things is, you know, to either further the kingdom or provide something for the kingdom. Um and and I think God can get behind that because we know that so much of what's out there um, has a satanic agenda, whether we're oh, aware of it or not. You know, the messaging or the purpose of telling the story. Uh, you know, Marvel is a great example. You know, you if you look at the actual story of like you know the Marvel series, which I enjoy, mm-hmm. um, but I'm aware of what they're trying to tell. Oh, 100%. And the whole you know end game thing and and Thanos coming—that's like a preclusion of you know um, a a person coming, you know, a god figure coming to Earth to rid the world of you know a certain you know type of people. And these superheroes preventing that from happening. Well, the Antichrist is very much going to look like this super powerful being that's here to save us from this invading um, Are you saying that they stole their idea from the Bible? Well, they inverted it (laughs) is what they did. And they're trying to... They made the bad look good. If you look at that, yeah, because they make the God look like he's evil, you know, and, and, you know, it's the, you know, the good people, the the saviors are the ones who, you know, are in disguise and the whole world's going to get behind them. And the Bible talks about the battle of Megiddo, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and... You know, that very much looks the same thing. It's just Satan always tries to invert. Or, yeah, it puts his twist to things. You know, right. and so it's programming. So, you know, when this, the, you know, when when the person who can show signs and wonders, you mm-hmm. know, and everybody's like, oh, he's this, he can save us. And then Christ comes, it's already programmed in their minds. It's well, funny that you said programming because when I was growing up, I remember a grandma my grandmother would say, I got to watch my program. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I do and, remember that. She, I do she, remember that. She loved the Golden Girls, okay? Oh, yes. Thank you for being and a friend. It's just like, <laughs> oh, I got to go see my program. It's on. Yeah. And, and we didn't have VCRs back in the day. It's a long time ago, you know? So I know you young guys wouldn't understand. That you <laughs> just watch stuff when you want to. No, you had to actually be there when it was aired. <laughs> or you were just done. You're not going to get to see it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, we didn't used to hide the fact that it was programming. Right. Right. I mean, it's really what it is because mm-hmm. it changes your mindset. I mean, it's very much, if you think about the mo- our modern movies, television, media, it, it programs your brain to start thinking certain ways and it, it rewires some Mm-hmm. pathways for you to start changing thought processes. Conditioning. Very, very similar to what we talk about when we counsel with people or, or work with people who have pornography addiction. It rewires your brain. Right. It's programming you to think a certain way. Well, if they do that with pornography, you think they don't do that with every Everything other else. kind of media? Exactly. Every television show, every movie is programming. 
And the worst one right now that I think you can, for me, I can see so obviously is the news media. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They ridiculous. Are, they, are pro, they have programmed a majority of our world to be terrified. Oh, yeah. Of uh, something that 99% of the people live through. Exactly. I'm fairly sure that my mom's side of the family, um, have, they've all been vaccinated because they, the media, the media. Oh yeah, my grandfather. You know, they're all the same they're way. all Christians, you know, and you know it it, it kind of saddens me a little bit because you know the the probably the strongest woman of faith that I've known, you know, in my in my family was my grandmother, and you know the last uh, I don't. I, I don't have much time to actually spend with my family at the, um, over the last few years, but last time I saw her, um, it was Easter or something like that, and she was she's just terrified mm. of the COVID stuff, and I'm like, it's like man, well, that is not a spirit like, of, and it's just like yeah. this, Christ, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's it was it was saddening to me because you know of all the people that I would have expected to be not afraid to go see Jesus, mm. but it's, it has everything to do with how much time you watch that box. Yeah, no, and and I know that the only thing she probably watches is just like the local news channels and mm-hmm. you know, stuff like and, that. And here's the sad thing: you used to be able to trust it exactly, and because that's, it was just information. See, that, that's, when that's Walter what's, Cronkite that's what said, yes. was bringing us our news, everybody trusted Walter Cronkite mm-hmm. because he didn't care what political party you belonged to, he didn't care what your religion was, your race was. He was going to tell you the facts, mm-hmm. right? Just straight information. And, and I know that, and I know that that part of my family—it's—it's it's a matter of ignorance uh, because they didn't recognize the shift. Mm-hmm. You know, um, well, it happened slowly. Because my grandma would have mm-hmm. been one of those that it, there was a time where news was journalism, right? You know, but it, it is what it is. But that's why it's so important to be discerning and all that because. Not knowing, going back to the Antichrist, not knowing when he comes and brings fire down from heaven and does all these crazy things, people who don't know are going to be like, I guess that's our savior because they don't, they don't know any different. But all the, actually all the religions is have, they all have prophecies about the same savior coming, yeah. you know, with signs and wonders. Yeah. They all have it. And the Bible is the only thing that says that this is coming, but it's not what you what think. You think it's exactly. not, no, this is what say, it really yeah, is. When they say come out to the desert, no, 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 that's, that's not me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. He's even going to tell you where they're coming to. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, we know exactly where they're going to make this fake. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just like. And it's going to be televised. The whole so many, world will see it. And as we speak all the time, there's so many things that we could talk about to give people warnings about mm-hmm. what they're doing. And, right. And we will have more conversations about that. But another great example of this programming is the propaganda that we saw, that I saw today with with Big Bird. Oh, yeah. Big Bird mm-hmm. got vaccinated. Oh, of course he did. And he, there was a whole thing that he did. Oh, my wing's a little bit sore, but I know that I did the right thing for my community. Programming it's propaganda. Kids. Are, are we now putting out propaganda to twist the thought processes of our children? Mm-hmm. And we, there's a good example. We have to be aware of that. So as a believer, do you want to go support Sesame Street now? Because you know that they're using propaganda to twist the thinking of your child? I mean, I wouldn't. No. Well, they've been doing it for a while. I think uh, Sesame Street had a had an LGBT thing yeah, and, a while and back. Yeah, and there's other th- reasons not to 
to partake in that show for sure. Well, there, there's, but, I mean, there's if most, this was the only one, to, I would look at that and go, I can't. Most I can't yeah. content out there, you probably shouldn't be allowing your children to right. to view. Oh yeah, that's absolutely true. But we we really do have to be very cognizant of what we're spending our money on because right. we all go to work to earn a living. And we spend our money, even mostly, you know, in ways that we need to likely, but our discretionary spending, that makes somebody powerful. Mm-hmm. Right. And and who do we want to have power in this world? Do we want it to be people of the kingdom that are, are you know, representing God, being the salt of the earth like we're called to be? Right. Or do we want to, we, so do we want to spend our money in preserving mankind and in this world or do we want to spend it on ways to rot it right those are your choices and i think that um whether this is the end of the age or not that we're approaching Mm -hmm. is going to largely depend on how we act oh you know as as christians as the church how the church the people of the church choose what they choose to do Mm -hmm. and and how they choose to counter you know what what is poised and, you, and, and even the if horizon. this isn't the end you can't christian just shouldn't stop doing what they're doing there's a whole book on that second oh, thessalonians yeah. <laughs> don't don't put your head in the sand exactly you know? yeah. keep working don't oh, yeah. quit because they all like quit their jobs and, and here's and all the that. thing even if it is even if we we mm-hmm. work hard and we try to do this and it is the end and it's god's appointed time um, there could be a reason for him wanting to use those things. Exactly. It could be part of the preservation of the saints, that, mm-hmm. you know, the remnant. Mm-hmm. You know, there could be an, a legitimate need for him calling people to do these things the ripple in this effect, time. You know, even after we're gone, you right. know, or so, whatever. So. so whether he gives us more time or not, this is still something. If you if you call, if you feel God saying, hey, it, you know, you're, we've woken you up, it's time mm-hmm. to do something, then you need to obey. Yeah, well, that's 100%. a good point. And that is one of the things that I would, I don't think we can say enough is we need to start moving our feet. Mm-hmm. As, as a body of believers, we can't just sit in the church pews on Sunday and go to our secular job on Monday through Friday and then come back next Sunday. Right. Not taking it's a stand is taking a stand. It's time for us to start being the salt of the earth. I mean, God spent the last year and, and 18, 19 months, you know, basically trying to wake up the church. And, and a lot of us are starting to wake up. But yeah. And I, I'm not a morning person, so I'm still <laughs> in the like, oh, like stretching, stretching and like just got out of the shower type thing, you know, like need to eat my breakfast, yeah. you know, but uh, we need to be, we need to be getting going, you know, yeah. and, and, and every day we have an opportunity to do one thing in the right direction. 100%. Right. As and long that's as we exactly how every, every journey starts with a step, right? And so we just need to consciously start making some of the harder choices. If you have an opportunity to go to your local business, that dry cleaner, let's say that, you know, you have a dry cleaner that is a, a Christian couple. Then, but they're you know ten or fifteen percent more expensive. Sacrifice the ten or fifteen percent. God will provide. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and, and matter of fact, if we are more obedient with our with our wealth, mm-hmm. He'll provide us with exactly. more. Exactly. And and I know that a lot of people have a hard time understanding that, but I can tell you that when you when you tithe correctly, man, God rewards you big oh, time for yeah. that. That's the one. When, so when you more are when you're honest with your dealings with other men, when you're 
responsible with what God gives you because we all all the money we all have is from God. One hundred percent. He's right. blessed us in one way or the other, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'd be paupers living in a ditch somewhere, right. probably. And that's just how I think. But if you're responsible with what God's given you and you return it back to the kingdom through the people that are believers, that own businesses that you can support, that will put the culture back together the way it needs to be and provide for the correct sanity in our world and be the salt of the earth, then God's going to reward you for that. Yeah, because you're taking what God has given you, you're blessing his people through it or people that he wants to be blessed through it. And then in turn, he will then return his blessing back to you. Right. I knew a pastor yeah. called it kingdom economics. Yeah. He said it always works. It, it does. Out. It works right back mm-hmm. around, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a lot of business owners in our in our church here. Mm-hmm. And when I find out that, hey, this guy is, owns this business or this lady owns this business and I, and I use that product or that business, that's my person now. Yep. Right, right. Yep. Like, well, you just got a new customer. I have. I have. One painter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is the only painter I'll ever go to. Yep. Well, and we, you know, we have just uh, uh, we have a good a good number of people that do a right, lot of different right. things. Exactly. One of the things that I think would be very helpful for churches to do is to tar- start to publish Christian businesses in your area. Yeah. Oh, mm. I, we we've done that actually. It's hard to find on our website, but we've done it. Well, we need to like just put that on a bulletin board out here, and yeah, and all, a lot of churches just need to be doing that. Hey, if you need your car breaks down, call Joe, or right, you know, right. if you got a plumbing issue, call Aaron, or if you got this problem, call this person. Yeah. Why would you let them go to Rotor Rooter when you've got a guy in your church that's exactly. a plumber? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know that I have a a pest control company in in here where I live that. Uh, they're a Christian-based company. And it's like, okay, so I was so happy to find somebody that did that. And because, you know, you, I needed to, we have red ants really bad here. And yep. I need somebody to come spray for red ants. I'm right, like, right. Well, I could get ortho or I can get these guys. And I'm like, hey, this is a, right on their shirt. It says, do you, do you know Jesus? Boom. I'm like, <laughs> That's awesome. You're the guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And you know what? They're, they're basically the same price as the other guys. Yeah. yeah. And they do a good job. They come every month. And they never, you know, mm. never have to worry about if they're going to be there or not. That's awesome. So, and so you get some integrity from those folks sometimes too, you know, a lot of times I think they're a bit more, in, more integrity involved yep. in what they're doing. And they're not the big box companies, you know, so they right. have to treat their customers better in order to stay in business. Well, you know, um, I pay for a lawn service. They're one of the members of our church here. They, they own their own lawn company. And it's just that's I think we should be doing that with everything we can. 100%. Right, right. Um, one of well, your dad. I yeah. love to go down and buy fish from your dad's market. Mm-hmm. Whenever we want to go get fish, now we're going to drive down to your market and get fish. It's like okay, I got a Christian. I'm going to go support that business. And it's good fresh fish too. It is. It good. is great fish. Yeah, it's amazing. I Snapper love it. we got there was just incredible. Oh, oh do that. Got to try the triple the tail. The triple tail yeah. that he got. Triple us. tail. Oh. Man, that's the move. I have to go next week and get some. I'll bring you some. <laughs> that's even better. <laughs> but no, I, I, I hope that we people understand that we're not saying that you just have to flush your life. Yeah, right. You know, we're not saying go be the Amish and go hide in the mountains of Pennsylvania. Exactly. Somewhere. I mean, but we do need to try to figure out one recognize. Do you really believe that the culture that we are living in, the world that we're living in, is trying to work against? godly principles. 
And I think if we're really honest with ourselves, we know the answer is yes, it is. Right. Right. You can see it all over the place, right? Everything is sexualized. They're trying to sexualize our children. They're trying to sexualize everything they can. You can't watch a commercial right now on television without some sexual innuendo. Right. So they're trying to corrupt and destroy marriage, the foundation of what God put together between man and woman. They're trying to, they've confused millions of people, or it seems maybe not millions, but a lot of people about what gender they are. Right. I mean, if you just look at the biblical principles that Christians are claimed to adhere to and, and should strive to adhere to, they've, they've gone and attacked every single one of them. And they're really on the attack for children right now. Oh, yeah. In every possible way, whether it be sexuality or gender confusion or just mom and dad don't know what they're talking about, you know, tell us the secrets of things that are going on in your home. If, you know, your parents speak too harshly at you, then it's a, some sort of mental abuse. And they, mm. they've twisted everything they can yep. to create division between parents and child. Because there are people, and we've heard even some of our own governors and senators, members of Congress and influential business people and members of uh, bureaucratic agencies say that the state should be owning the children, that the state should mm-hmm. be educating the children, that parents don't have the right to know what their children are being taught in school. And that's straight out of the Marxist um, mm-hmm. philosophy, the, that the state um, should Controls. raise the children, the parents should have nothing to do with it. Right. And we saw that because our federal government sent the FBI to school board meetings to shut parents up. But look what happened as a result of that. You had people that stood up and said, no, it doesn't matter what you try to do. You had people threaten to um, fire school, entire school boards if they didn't resign or, mm-hmm. or change. Or put them in jail, the mayor. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I love that mayor. Yeah. So You can resign or go to jail. You've, had, you've actually had <laughs> states that have stood up for um, you know the parents and the right mm-hmm. to choose your school and to have uh, in, you know, influence Ron on their kids. Ron DeSantis is a good one of that. Yeah, and, but he's, and he's not the only one so you we've had you know the people who still have a sane mind stand up and say uh this is ridiculous right you know so we just have to be willing to recognize that these things are really happening in our world mm-hmm. exactly. that we can have influence on it right and just because and the mainstream media doesn't talk about it doesn't mean it's not, it's happening. not happening. Well, yeah exactly. that's that's the first symptom that it is by mm-hmm. the way if CNN ignores it, it's happening. Or if they're, t- or if they're telling you the opposite. <laughs> yeah. yeah just, right. Whatever they say, just make it 180 degrees, right? Yeah. And then boom, you're right on target. I know. That's that's silly to say because it's probably not true. But but the truth is, is we have to be, A, very, 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 very discerning about mm-hmm. what's going on in the world around us. Recognize that there is truly is evil going on mm-hmm. around us. But we're not powerless to have influence on it. Exactly. Yeah. We can do something about this. We can regain America. I'm going to do a whole series here pretty soon. It's going to be taking back America Mm. because that's what we need to do. We need to go back to the principles and the foundations of our nation. We need to take back our birthright. I mean, many people died in this nation before we ever were born to give us the freedoms that we have. And many good men of faith have fought hard to make sure that we still can worship God the way that we are. We believe that we can still be Christians and call the name of Christ. 
it took people dying to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And how disrespectful for us to just throw it away for the ease and comforts of mm-hmm. the world around us. Yeah. What's sad is that they won't even teach that anymore. No. We have entire generations who don't know the real history of America. So we have to start teaching that. Yes, exactly. And we can do that in our businesses. I, I love going into businesses that have little signs that have little history blips or something. Mm. You know, the tell the truth. We don't have to be in a classroom for us to teach people oh, exactly. what happened in World War II. Exactly. You know, when when the the communist Marxist Nazis tried to destroy Jews, we can tell that story. Exactly. And we can tell the story of all the other Christians that died in World War II also. We could tell the story of what heroes were like that stood up at 15 years old and lied to get in the military so they could go to war to fight for the freedom of people, mm-hmm. to help free France. We can tell these stories and we don't have to be in the classroom to do it. We can start telling the truth again in everyday society and we can share this information freely amongst each other because we are still a free nation mm-hmm. and we have the responsibility to do it. We can talk about the fact that we are the first country to ever throw off slavery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, we had slavery in our nation. Every nation on the planet has had slavery at some point. We're not unique and we're not different in that in that way. But we are unique in the fact that we we chose to throw it off. Right. Yeah, was just, it Vermont the first? I think it was Vermont, yeah. Yeah, the first, like. But we have, and, and, and we can recognize that, you know, we failed to abolish slavery at the founding of the yeah. country. You know, the many of the founding fathers wanted to, but the South, they were afraid the South wouldn't join. The fact of the matter is the South would have because there was so much power. But we don't have to go through all the explanation but, of that. I but we fought the bloodiest war in American history to, to abolish yes. slavery. Mm-hmm. And, and we're being told that that didn't happen. We're being told that it's... But There's still slavery. We, 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 God, yeah, stop. millionaires are slaves. We yeah. still have to be, we have to, as believers, we have to stop being afraid. Exactly. Of everything. We have to stop being afraid to tell the truth. I mean, God made provision for slavery in the Bible. He says, if you're a slave, be a good slave. Right. That so doesn't, he acknowledges that doesn't, the fact that it couldn't happen. That doesn't mean yeah. he condones it, but no, no, he, yeah. he acknowledges that it, it that was happen. part of the world. Mm-hmm. Right. It can happen. Mm-hmm. And he he's saying, even if you're in that situation, you can still be a believer. Right. Yeah. You can still do what's right. But we we threw those chains off in the most incredible way that you can imagine. I mean, we, we fought against our own families. Cousins and brothers fought each other in a battle to make that decision for this nation. And so many people have sacrificed so much for us to get where we are today in our freedoms and in our rights, to protect our religious freedom. We have, we owe something to these people. And so much of America is just throwing that away. Mm-hmm. They, because they don't know their history or they're so complacent that they don't care. They're comfortable. They've got it good. And that's the key word. They don't have to sacrifice. And that's the key for today's message, I think, is that we have to be willing to make some hard decisions. And as you said, we have to get a little bit uncomfortable maybe. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? You can make the hard decision today and you can choose a little bit of discomfort for yourself today. Or somebody else is going to choose that for you later, and it's going to be much worse than much what it worse. was. Yep. 
they will choose a path for you when you no longer have the ability to make the choice and it will be painful, not right. uncomfortable, painful. And I also think the longer we wait, the more uncomfortable it will get. Always, right? So the sooner it's we can do it. It's that way yeah, for 100%. everything, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Every habit you have, it, it, you, the, the earlier you quit, the easier it is. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we we can, um, you know, have hope behind is that it's not going to take everybody mm -hmm. because we're not going to get the <laughs> entire country to do this. But the American Revolution was 3%. actually 3% yeah. of people. <laughs> 3%. And about 10% wow. of people supported those. Mm -hmm. and, the, and there was like 40% of the nation didn't even know it was happening. And look how God works. It's exactly how God works, right? How, right. how, how do you work with Gideon, right? Exactly. You, know, you got to send some of the people home. You yep. got too many people. Yep. Well, because God he, wants to prove it's him. And, <laughs> doing and it. we want him to do that. Exactly. Yeah. We want exactly. God to be visible to people. Mm -hmm. We want God's presence to be known, and we want him to be active in our lives. That's really kind of hard to do if we're trying to get everybody to be right. on the same page with exactly. us. Exactly. Because then they'll be like, of course they got it because they had this many people. Well, look at 100 million people changed yeah. like, Of oh, course exactly. they changed the tide, right? But if it happens with a small amount, they can yeah. say there was, there was no other way but God. Yeah, if 10 exactly. million people changed the face of the nation mm -hmm. of That's 400 God. million, <laughs> God did that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, so I think we, one, I would say just please be honest with yourself what's going on in the world around you recognize that there's some evil stuff happening. Mm -hmm. And once you recognize it, don't be afraid. Yeah. God's put every single one of us here at this time for this reason. Mm -hmm. Right? You're here for a reason. He's got a plan for you. It's not for your destruction, right? We know that. And so he has got a mission for you. Get in the word, get to pray and find out what God wants you to do. We have to realize no matter what the outcome is, we have to do what God tells us to do, Absolutely. whether he gets us through it or, you know, we, you know, that that's, uh, I forget what it's called. It's tragic faith and the, I forget the word he used for the other faith, but it was like, you have to be faithful, whether it's going to be tragic in the end or work out in the end, you know, right. just like uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, mm -hmm. they said, even if he wouldn't have saved us, even if he wouldn't have saved us, we're still going to do yep, this. That's right. I mean, as long as we're in God's will, it doesn't matter exactly. what the purpose is because we're with him. Exactly. Paul talked about that all the time. He said, I wish I could go be with Christ right now because it would be better. <laughs> right, right. But he's well, got me here for a purpose. <laughs> right. Yeah, I totally, yeah, I get that one. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I t you know, people, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, you're not going to. Yeah. I, I told people all the time, like, you're not going to die. Well, what do you mean? I said, no, no, you're going to live forever. Mm -hmm. You're just going to pick your location. <laughs> mm -hmm, exactly. And that's kind of what we were talking about before the show with, with my testimony, how God really shifted that in my mind. Because mm -hmm. I think it needs to be a shift mindset because so many people are, they want to be in control. They're so this life mindset that it's everything's got to be perfect. Everything's got to work right. out and I'm going to kill myself to. Well, the other thing to... that we have to do is get a longer vision. Exactly. Right? Yeah. We, what what a world do we want to live for our children and our grandchildren? Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, that's what we're talking about. I'm 50 years old, and the likelihood of me being completely enslaved is pretty low. It, the reality is, is I, I you know, I, chances are I'll probably pass before 
the whole world just completely crumbles unless God says, you know, tribulation starts next year and then yeah. and, and it's all bets are off, right? Yeah. But I want I have children and I want a better world for them. I want I don't want them to be slaves. I want them to enjoy the same freedom that I've enjoyed my entire life. I want them to know what truth is. I want them to have a light, right? I don't want them to live in a dark tyrannical world that they don't get to make any choices in their life. Mm -hmm. And we have to start thinking a little bit. The whole world now thinks about now and what entertainment can I get and consume right now? How do I get joy at the moment, happiness right now? Exactly. We have to start thinking longer. Exactly. Are we going to leave it a step forward or a step behind for the next generation? So I, I, you know, I hope that the believers that listen to this will say, yeah, I, I want to leave some legacy for my mm-hmm. kids. I want to leave freedom for them. 100%. And how do I do that? Well, the first thing that it was, yeah, we've got to go get this counterculture going. Mm-hmm. We've got to start turning the ship back around. Making those hard decisions and doing all that. Yeah, we're on the ship that's headed to a, a giant waterfall, right? It's time to get the paddle in and turning it back around. And it's going to take time, just like a ship. And, and you we've got to work together. We've got to work together. Exactly. And we gotta we gotta be doing it. We have a guidebook, right? We have the Bible. We can mm-hmm. know exactly what God says. Go find these people. The Beatitudes tell you exactly the people to go align yourself with. Right. Go mm-hmm. find the peacemakers. Go find the people that are poor in spirit that know that they're not great. Mm-hmm. That know that they're not king of this world. Mm-hmm. That know that God alone is the one that has to give them their salvation. Go find the people. Align yourself with them. Yeah. March together and turn this world around. Yeah, he lays it out, all the fruits we're supposed to be looking for in others and what we're supposed he, to have. He tells us flat out, and if you if you really don't know where to look for it in the Bible, go watch The Chosen. Yeah. He tells you, if I'm, I'm making a roadmap. These are the people to go. If they want to find me, they go to these people. Mm-hmm. So go do that. Help turn the world back around. Get into finding out what businesses you can support through a biblical sense, mm-hmm. a responsible biz- biblical sense. Think of the story of the talents. When God gave them in the talents, he said, where did you put your money and how did you do it? He comes back later and determines if you were a good or a bad investor, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you were lazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's easy to be lazy and go and and spend your money at the big box store. That's really easy to do. It's a little bit more work to go and find the person that has a small Christian business that you could support that does great work. It's a little bit more effort. Mm Mm-hmm. Which do you think God's going to reward more? Exactly. He, he could very much want to reward you for supporting somebody who is raising a disabled child that is a Christian or is supporting this ministry or that ministry with their money. You could give money to a business and they could end up helping to stay, save starving children in, in Afghanistan mm-hmm. because they take 50% of their profit and goes there. You don't know that, but you do know that if they're a believer— and they're doing things biblically that they are probably doing things and being the salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. So we, we really need to exercise our right to do that and our responsibility to walk in the faith with each other. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Agreed. Together, we can take back America and we can take back the world. We can yeah. change this world. We're called to be... The, Man, it gave us the keys, right? Yeah. We're supposed to go <laughs> kick in the gates of hell. We're not supposed to be in defense all the time. We're mm-hmm. supposed to be attacking. Mm-hmm. So it's time for us to stand up and attack. Put on that armor. 
and let's go on the offense. Exactly. Because if you don't do anything, nothing will happen. That's right. Well, did we get your your point across today, Grant? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this has been a great show, and I, and I did enjoy talking about this because I yeah. do. It's in my heart. I really do think that we have such a great responsibility, not only as patriots and as, as Americans, we have this great heritage that we have such a responsibility to, but as believers, we have mm-hmm. an even greater responsibility to be the light of the world, to be the salt of the earth, to help right. to push back the rot that we're seeing all around us. Mm-hmm. And that combines together, too, because God gave us this nation yeah. and mm-hmm. and the liberties and the freedoms that we have, and it's our responsibility to honor God and what God gave us and use it for his purposes. Right, right. Absolutely. Do you guys got any parting comments or is that good? I'm good. I think I'm good. All right. Well, this has been a Veritas Resurgence broadcast. And today on A Voice Coming in the Wilderness, we've been talking, uh, Aiden and Grant and I have been talking about some hard choices that we probably need to be thinking about making and some awarenesses that we need to be thinking about around the world around us. So if you would, please take a moment and subscribe to our podcast. And don't forget to visit our website at vrbroadcast.org where you can find more teaching and ask questions of the show and our guests. Also, find us on Facebook at A Voice Calling in the Wilderness. And if do us a favor, recommend this podcast to your friends and family. Again, thank you for listening, and have a blessed day. Mm-hmm.